Hey everyone, Nick Chamberlain here, and I just wanted to let you know that we are coming out with new episodes very soon. So stay tuned, and you're going to love what we have to offer inside the offer. Hello and welcome to Inside the Offer, a podcast that is dedicated to connecting and bringing life to those who are on a mission to provide for their family by building their own successful business. We believe that the key to standing out in the crowded world of entrepreneurship is having a unique offer that sets your business apart. Whether you're a stay-at-home parent looking to create a side hustle, a recent college graduate with an entrepreneurial spirit, or a seasoned business owner, this podcast is for you. We'll sit down with individuals who have navigated the unique challenges of self-employment to share their stories and insights. We'll uncover the paths that have led them to where they are today and the strategies they use to build and grow their businesses. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast catcher so together we can inspire each other to reach our goals and create a fulfilling future for our families. Let's go. Welcome back to Inside the Offer. I'm your host, Nick Chamberlain, and I'm so excited to bring you episode three, where we're delving into the world of finance for your business and your life. Today, we have a special guest, Craig Dacey. Craig is a finance coach that helps set small businesses up for financial success in a simple and clear yet powerful way. Full disclosure, I hired him for my own business just about two months after recording this interview, and I cannot tell you how much it has helped me. I wish I had hired a financial coach way sooner. However, in this episode, we discuss how he runs his business and how he helps businesses become profitable. I can't wait for you to hear this interview. I'll definitely have to have Craig back on in the future to do a deep dive into the nitty gritty of finances for your business. Without further ado, let's get started. Hey, Craig, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing? I'm great, Nick. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm doing great. Just enjoying the nice, cool Texas uh, fall, almost winter. So it's kind of abnormal, but I mean, I'm really enjoying it so far. And because you're you're also here, so I'm in the Austin area, and you're in the Pflugerville area, correct? Yeah, yep. So not too far, and yeah, it's it's been unusual um, for me to be wearing sweatpants uh, here <laughs> in, in November. Usually, usually it's not cold enough until January for us to even bundle anything. I know, man. It's crazy. But yeah, we're, we're kind of neighbors. We're about 10 to 15 minutes uh, fr- from each other, but we didn't even know that when we first connected. I just, nope. someone just mentioned your name and I said, hey, Craig, I heard you're a, you're an online business owner. I want to get to know you and learn more about what you do. And so, Craig, you're a financial coach. Can you kind of go through your background and how you got into being a financial coach? Yeah, absolutely. So my background is in education. Um, I was a, a elementary school teacher. I taught fourth grade for close to a decade. Uh, and that's what I always thought I wanted to be. That was my heart. You know, when I was in high school and college, every job I had was to help get me a leg up to mm. land in that first teaching job. And wow. at some point, uh, about 2015, I just hit a wall where I was going, okay, I'm 
I want to move on from education. I don't know Mm -hmm. what that next step for me is. Now, my wife and I, we had gone through this whole money journey of getting out of debt and building a budget and just, I knew how life-changing that was. And I was like, man, if I could just, instead of teaching 10-year-olds, if I could go teach adults how to manage money, that would be like my dream job. And, you know, I start researching, I'm like, well, there's not really anybody hiring other than a financial advisor, but I'm not interested in managing investments. So I go, well, you know what? Maybe I'll start my own business and and coach people. And that's what I started with was personal finance. And we still help a lot of people with personal finances. Mm-hmm. And then over the past five years or so, I've been helping a lot of businesses specifically with their finances. So uh, that's how we got into the space of helping both mm-hmm. people and businesses manage their money better. Okay. Awesome. Wow. That's, that's like amazing. Like you had you know, like your desire and into yeah, in personal finance and you're just kind of like, okay, well, how do I make money out of doing something that I enjoy doing? And so you start, yes. started helping people with their personal finances. What made you, or how did you move from personal finances to business owners and helping them with their finances? Yeah. Great question. There was a couple things that happened, you know, whenever I'm going from being a teacher to a business owner, uh, Clearly, I have no business experience. You know, I, I've always had a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit. I've I've been a musician, so I've run a you know a business where I toured the country for a few years in my early twenties and managed that. And I've always had side hustles. And uh, you know, in college, I would buy laptops from a local school district, uh, install the newest OS, and then go put them on eBay and sell them for twice as much. And so, <laughs> little things, but actually yeah. running a business and running something that my paycheck is dependent on the business doing well, not that I have this full-time job. I had to learn. And mm. so in that process of learning, I fell in love with just the whole business side of managing the money and marketing and client acquisition, all that stuff. And then as I'm meeting with clients on their personal finances, I'm meeting some who are business owners and I'm realizing that when the personal finances are messy, the business finances are messy. Or if the business finances are messy, they're not paying themselves what they need. So the personal finances suffer. And I realized, wow, if I can help people better manage their business, then mm-hmm. their personal lives are going to be affected positively as well. Okay. That brings up a great question. So for me, I've been running my business now for about a year full time. And I mean, I want to ask you, do I start with like getting my business finances in order or my personal finances, or do you have to go hand in hand at the same time and getting those in order? Yeah, that, that's a great question. Uh, I usually would say start with the business finances first. Obviously, we want to probably work yeah. on both, but if we want to <laughs> put all of our attention in the business finances, that's going to make sure that you are getting paid what you need to get paid. So then in turn, you are able to handle the personal finances. You might get yourself frustrated if you're mm. trying to get these personal finances in order, but you can't get enough income to really get some headroom or get some ground. Uh, Now that can be different. You know, if you have a spouse who makes an income or anything like that, that can might change it up a little bit, but usually that's the order I would go in. Let's get the business Mm -hmm. organized. Then we can start really making some ground on those personal finances. Yeah. Cause for me, every time I try to start doing my personal finances, I just realized I don't have enough income coming in. So it's just like every month is red. And I was like, I don't like to budget. So I'm just going to like, just block that out of my, just not really focus on that and be like, okay, I'm just going to focus on my business. And if I can get enough income generated, then I'll try to move to personal. So I have a lot of work to do in the, the finance area myself, 
But going back to your business, were you a full-time teacher while and then starting to do this business like part-time or how did you transition from being a teacher to a a full-time business owner? Yeah, I I did the business part-time for a year. And so around the time that I launched the business, that's whenever, again, I was kind of burnt out with teaching and I needed to move into something different. Uh, I started coaching on the side. And so Mm -hmm. in the afternoons, in the evenings, uh, doing a lot of work on the weekends, I was just building up a client base and pretty much every dollar that I made, I stuck into a savings account. That was my, uh, my runway money, I called it. And so I'm going, okay, whenever I decide to take the plunge and quit, I'm going to have a surplus of cash. That's going to get me through X amount of months. And if I can make Mm. this thing work in that amount of time, then great. Then I'll run with it. And if I can't, then I'll go running back to education. Mm, No, that's a really smart way to do it. I think, yeah, the best way to start off is either you have the full-time job and you develop your side business, or if you're lucky enough to have a spouse who's working full-time mm-hmm. then that allows you to like focus 100% on your business, or you could be crazy and try to focus on your business full-time and try to be a full-time dad and while your wife is working, <laughs> which is kind of the route we're going. But right now, um, for us, my wife is due in December for, with our third child, which means she has now just entered her maternity leave, but it's giving us like an opportunity to be like, okay, can we actually make this happen? And so now like yeah. I can focus hundred percent on my business in the next couple of weeks or months, you know, then you have to go through the whole newborn phase, but just the family dynamic seems to be going so much better, you know? So I'm working on my business. She's like focusing on the kids and whenever I, she needs, you know, some help, I can just run out there instead of just like being constantly back and forth. It is different. Yeah. Whenever it's, you have the ability to focus a lot of your attention on the business. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, it's scary to take the plunge and go full time in, but once you have that availability and the time and energy and focus on it, um, it's amazing how quickly it can scale and quickly it can go. Mm. You know, for, for me, I was doing it 10, 15 hours a week when I was teaching. And then I suddenly am able to do focus 40 plus hours a week on it. Mm. And that's whenever it was really able to catch some steam and really move forward. Yeah. So when you first started and you're helping people part time, what kind of things were you helping with and like, how did you get your first couple of clients? Yeah. Great, great question. So I helped a lot with, Really, and we still do, uh, mm-hmm. but it's just how we behave and manage money, how we think about our money. Uh, and again, when we started, it was all personal finances. So helping people get organized, um, you know, there's this misconception that many, many people have, which is just, I'm not good with money or I'm not mm-hmm. a numbers person. Uh, and I'm just a firm believer that you're, maybe you're not good at it yet, right? We're going to have mm-hmm. that yet to the end of it. It's that growth mindset. And so helping them figure out what is our money story? What do we believe with money? What is our values around it? What do we think about debt? What do we think about everything and creating that game plan so that they can have some clarity. So it starts a lot with budgeting. Here's mm-hmm. what we're going to spend this month. Here's what we're going to make. Here's what we're going to spend uh, getting out of debt. I'm a firm believer in clearing that up so you can use your money every month on things you want. And so that's the main two things that people would come to us for help with is budgeting and getting out of debt. And then we would help them dig a little deeper and just really work on that mindset with money and how we think about it. And then starting off, how did that business plan look like? Do people like hire you hourly? Like how did, how did that work? Yeah. When I, so when I first started, uh, 
I, I would. I would meet with people one time. It was a single session. They'd pay me for an hour of, mm-hmm. of coaching, uh, get them set up and going. And then very quickly, I realized that doesn't work for most people. And what <laughs> I would find is um, people would come to me and it'd be great. You know, I'd, we'd get them a budget. We'd get them set up to go and they would feel awesome. But then they would be left hanging after that, mm, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I would always say, yeah, book another session. Uh, they rarely did. And then the results just weren't great. So what I pivoted to was, and what we do now is six month engagements. And so mm, it's mm-hmm. you're if you're going to work with us, you're with us for six months. And that's because it takes time and we need to really work that system. You know, usually it takes about 90 days for a budget to really get locked mm-hmm. in. Uh, we're changing behaviors accountability is a huge piece. So much like a personal trainer, we're like mm-hmm. a personal trainer for your yeah. money. Yeah. So somebody could show you, here's how you get a six pack. Here's how you get washboard abs. Great. You know, knowing how to do, it's not the problem. It's actually, actually following through it. Yeah. doing it. And that's, that's where we come in. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm think I'm like right there. Like would probably be your p- perfect client because I kind of <laughs> know and understand how to do everything. It's just like, I Either I don't have the time or the discipline. It's just like, I can't make it happen. I need someone there like telling mm-hmm. me like, you know, have you done it today? I'll be like, no, we'll do it today. Okay, I will do it today. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm the exact same way, you know, for I am 37 and I've never, never in my life exercised or <laughs> focused on that. And when I turned 37 this year, I was like, okay, I know my personality. I need a coach. Like I need somebody mm-hmm. who, because I'm, I, I like, to I'm a good student. I'm somebody who likes to show up and be like, yeah, I did it. I did my homework. I did more than I was supposed to do. And Mm -hmm. so that's what I did. I've been working with this coach for two months now and I go to the gym four to five days a week because that's, it's now become part of my habit, but it wasn't, I never, I've said for years, it's been a resolution for so many years that I'm going to, this year I'm going to work out and I might go for a week and then I'll quit like most people. And Mm -hmm. so Sometimes you just need someone to step in and guide you through it and help you figure out not the hows. We all know the hows. Mm-hmm. That's what Google's for. You can figure <laughs> out how to do anything, but the actual follow through is is where you might need the guidance and the accountability. Yeah, exactly. So you go from helping people with personal finances and then you're noticing that some of these people had business finances and you're building your own business and learning about how to handle your own business finances. How did When did you start to transition from just handling people's personal finances into getting into their business finances. Yeah. So it was a couple years in and, you know, a lot of it was informal just because Mm -hmm. somebody's meeting with me, their personal finances We're going, okay, well let's look at your business because we, again, it's hard to figure out what's going on here until we figure that out. Um, And then at some point, you know, I started realizing, okay, how can I, this is something I really enjoy. Basically, I, I was like, I love talking about the business and being able to yeah. speak into that because it's also very emotional. Uh, but it's we think of the business a little bit differently. We can justify expenses a lot easier in a business. We can say, oh, it's yeah. an, a business expense or yeah. it's an investment. Um, the money feels separate from us. Whereas mm-hmm. personal finances, we might be a little bit more nervous about spending business. We can be like, it's not my money. It's the business's money I'll uh-huh. spend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so couple of years in, I informally did it. And then I went through this training of profit first, which is mm. the system that uh, I coach clients through. And that's when I said, okay, I'm going to really start marketing myself as a profit coach and taking on business clients. And that's what we're going to focus on solely is let's get your business sorted out, organized, 
Um, and then just about earlier this year, I hired on a coach, uh, Alicia. Now she's taken over all the personal finance. So nice. if anybody comes to us for personal finance help, they're working with Alicia right now. If they come to us for business help, they're working with me. Okay, great. So I guess for me, if I want to go through your program, so I guess it would be like, I would go through you, Craig first, and you'd help me develop my business and make sure the business is up and running. It's profitable. And then the next logical step is now, how are your personal finances? And then you hand me off to Alicia and then she would help me and my family with our personal finances. Have you, do you have any other clients that are kind of like that where you help their business and then transition into helping their personal finances? Yeah, we do. Uh, and you know, a lot of my business clients stay with me for years uh, because once we get profit first set up, I help speak into pretty much any area that affects profitability, which is a lot from marketing to packaging, to pricing, to hiring, to growth. So many of them keep me on and for years to come, but yeah, we have that six month engagement. At least some will end after six, some will move on. So we do have a lot of clients who will meet with me and Alicia for a while. So we might start with business and then a couple months in, I might be like, all right, We've got the business paying you. Now I recommend you start seeing Alicia to start talking about your personal finances and you might work with both of us for a while. Mm. No, wow. that That's a really good deal you have going on, especially right now with so many, I guess, solo entrepreneurs or freelancers out there. Like the gig economy is just growing and growing. Like people are starting their own things. And so everyone's trying to find their own little niche to be in. So instead of having to build like one huge business or company, you can start off by finding each specialized service in each place. You know, like for me, I, there's content marketing is a huge game, but like a subset of content marketing is podcast production. And so like, I'm just settled right mm-hmm. there in like the, the little niche of podcast production, hoping to, you know, expand businesses, like their whole content marketing strategies. And then here you are in the the finance coaching and like the profit first method, which is a pretty intense method to go through. I still need to finish reading that book, but it'd be way more helpful to get an expert who has already read the book and knows all the <laughs> intimate details and actually has been helping people throughout their journey with their business. And you have that personal finance background. So I feel like yeah, you have a really good business model going on right now. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, we're passionate about it. Uh, and so, you know, I'm a big believer that business finance specifically, but all of it is overly complicated. And mm-hmm. sometimes as business owners, we feel like we need to have an accounting degree just to understand the finances. And it shouldn't be that way. It really shouldn't. It should be simple. Mm. And uh, maybe it's the fourth grade teacher background of me, but I love taking something complex like business finance and just making it so simple that any business owner can do it. Yeah, that's great. Which brings me to another question. I know you had a blog post on this, but I was hoping maybe you could just dive into it a little bit here. Okay. So what's the difference between a business accountant, someone who handles your finances and like a business financial coach? Yeah. Great question. You have your accountant or bookkeeper, um, and and those are really two different jobs. So mm-hmm. there's really three out there. It's oh, your, okay. your accountant, your bookkeeper, and then you'll have a money coach or a financial coach like what we do. Um, the main difference is so like an accountant is typically going to file your taxes. That's really their main role is uh, making sure your bases are covered with the IRS, that your taxes are filed. Um, they can help with things like 
becoming an S corp or LLC, but mm-hmm. their bread and butter. If when we think of it, just to simplify it as little as we can is taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bookkeeper is going to manage your books. So like your QuickBooks, which is going to make filing taxes easier. So they log your spending, help you organize your receipts. So a lot of those things The the key with those two, mm-hmm. I think they're important. I think every business owner needs an accountant. I have an accountant. Every business owner needs a bookkeeper or some kind of bookkeeping system. If you manage it on your own, mm-hmm. but your books are, they're vital. We need to have those in order, but those are retroactive. Okay. So they yeah. are showing you what has already happened in your business. Uh, your books are going to show you, here's how the year went, your taxes being filed for the previous year. What I do is I help you with the day-to-day money management. So it's managing the finances, helping you project, helping you look ahead. So today and in the future, um, changing how we engage with the money. And so that's it's more a strategic role. I step in and help you strategize and help you think through money decisions. Okay, that makes sense. I For someone like me or someone running their own business or a freelancer starting off, do you help them? you look at their packages and do you help them decide like on the pricing of that packages and where they're at in the market or just to say, okay, I don't want to do three tier packages. I just want to offer one big package and this is the price for everything. Do you look at their business like in that detail on help and then help them with that? Absolutely. Yeah. I just had a conversation with a business owner this morning about packages. And so they, oh, nice. uh, we were re- not only reviewing their current packages that they're offering now. In fact, we ended up raising, do, they're going to do a price increase starting January one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they're also looking at this new offering that they're doing that they're considering. And mm-hmm. so we were tweaking some of their pricing and what that could include. Um, so yes, uh, again, if it, if it has a dollar sign in front yeah. of it or affects money, um, I typically, that's what the clients who get the most is are the ones who, who they'll call me even be like, Hey, can you just look over this and give me your thoughts? Yeah. And you know, I'll shoot them a response or we'll strategize through on one of our coaching calls. I feel like the more we talk through this, the more I'm like, Hey Craig, I need help <laughs> at the end of this. <laughs> but, um, uh, now I want to kind of get into what kind of businesses do you service or who are your ideal clients? And I guess going from there, what's kind of like your client acquisition strategies? How do you find these ideal clients and promote and market yourself? Yeah, I work with mostly service-based businesses. So okay. um, ones who don't have inventory doesn't mean I won't work with those, but my mostly probably 99% of my clientele is, is service-based. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as a, a niche goes down, you know, I work with a lot of therapy practices, a lot of okay. group therapy practices. Um, again, I have a variety of businesses, but that's tends to be the, the niche market that I've learned really well. And I work with Mm -hmm. a lot as far as acquisition goes, how do I find those clients? Uh, I do digital marketing is, is something I've always been big on. Um, so I'm big on YouTube. I love making video, creating content. Uh, that's my musician side of me. I'm a Mm -hmm. creative. So if it comes down to creating, I like creating content. So whether it's blogs or videos or, um, whatever courses, different things. Mm -hmm. So that's typically how I find a lot of my clientele is whether it's through YouTube or Facebook groups, um, just really engaging and creating things that Mm. hopefully people find helpful and then might resonate with them that draws them in. Do you currently have an email list that you're building? I do. Mm -hmm. So I've been working on that and that's, you know, I started, I'm so glad I started those things when I launched the business as we talk about the early days. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, I started writing blogs to nobody and creating videos to nobody and creating lead magnets that mm-hmm. one or two people were opting into. Um, but I got those foundations in and then as mm-hmm. the years have gone on, those videos that nobody was watching, uh, some people are watching them now or they got the, if I go back and watch some of my early YouTube videos, they're, they're pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's, uh, at least I got that out of the way while nobody was watching and was able to get my sea legs yeah. under me. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that I'm glad I built those foundations and now I have lead magnets that are generating leads regularly. So, um, yeah, so I, I'm definitely got an email list. Okay. Awesome. How did you learn how to do all that stuff when you first started your business? So the first thing I did when I, but when I knew I was wanting to quit my job was mm-hmm. I hired a coach. Um, okay. Awesome. And so I hired a business coach to guide me through a lot of just getting focused strategy. Um, I read a ton of books, listened mm-hmm. to a lot of podcasts. Um, you know, that's, I went to what, what do they call it? Commute university. So as I was driving to and from my job and mm-hmm. teaching, I was listening to audiobooks and basically getting a degree in business just in the car ride to and from work mm-hmm. every day. Um, but yeah, that's the biggest impact was hiring and surrounding myself with, mm-hmm. with coaches. Uh, I have had a marketing coach for many years. So when I'm, there's an area I want to focus on, I usually will bring somebody in to speak into it. Okay. Yeah. Have you joined any like mastermind groups at all or have gone down that route? I have. Yeah. I'm in a few. So with profit first, uh, that organization, I have a mastermind group I'm a part of there. Um, and then I was uh, a Ramsey preferred coach for uh, a long time. That's that's the first thing I did when I started the business was I joined that program. And so I'm in some masterminds with a couple, with a handful of other coaches there. Um, so yeah, I've been a part of a few. Okay. Yeah, no, that's nice. That's that. Those are great things, especially when you're trying to learn more about your own industry you're in. So I'm also a part of like a podcast mastermind where there's other people like me who run their own podcast agency and where we're trying to like figure out how to build each other's businesses up rather than like competing with each other, which has Mm -hmm. been very helpful because there's so many people out there in the world. Even (laughs) because I think we just reached 8 billion people on the planet this week, apparently. (laughs) So there's 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 more than enough yeah (laughs) exactly i'm with you on that i think there's that's you know the i remember feeling competitive when i first started Mm -hmm. or i'd see another coach pop up in my area i'm going no no this is my area um and that lasted for (laughs) a little while and and once i was able to get over that and i've started meeting these other coaches and um, Mm -hmm. i'm really close friends with a lot of the ones in my area and then one's all over but once you get over that and you realize, yeah, this is collaborative. Like we're all on the same mission. Our mission is to help people with money. Why are, why would I look at you as competition? You're walking alongside of me, even though you have your own business, your own thing. Yeah. We're walking along together trying to set, solve the same problem. How would you feel about this situation where someone has, they want some advice from you and they have a one-on-one conversation and they get like intimate into all of your business, like, everything that you do for your business and how you help people, they know all your pricing point. They go to your website, they see all your copy. And then like a month later, you see them, they are now a personal finance coach and it's kind of along the same copy and like everything, like your same pricing point. How would you handle that? You know, um, I guess it depends on how much they, how much they copy from you. (laughs) But, um, you know, I, number one, if somebody's being sneaky about it, then 
clearly they don't have integrity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think people can sniff that out. And so mm-hmm. I, my mm-hmm. hunch would be, uh, they're going to struggle in business if mm-hmm. that's, that's their, their mentality. Um, I'm an open book. And so, you know, I have coaches all the time. In fact, I had a coach, uh, leave me a voicemail. We're going to chat today. Cause he just had some questions about his business. Mm. Um, you know, I, I have a little ebook that I put on Amazon just about how I started my coaching business for other coaches just to say, here's what I charge. Here's how I structure it. Here's how I do this and this. Cause I remember that was the biggest thing when I was wanting to do this, when I was teaching and I wanted to start my business and I was terrified of, is this even viable? Mm-hmm. Can you even make a living helping people with money? You know, I'm helping people get out of debt. Yeah. How they can't afford to pay me all yeah. those questions. Um, I was getting on calls trying to find people to talk to and, you know, I was having a hard time getting any information. Mm-hmm. And so I pretty much said, if I do this, I want to, I want to be somebody that people can turn to. I want to create content that might speak to it so that people can get those questions answered. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've had people hire me to coach them and help them launch their coaching practice. But ultimately, so long answer to your short question, I don't know what I would do, but yeah. I probably... I wouldn't worry too much. Yeah. I, I don't think that person would do well if they're going to be unethical. And okay. Sneaky. Yeah. I think that's also like something when you're starting off is just trying to just like you're looking at the the market and you're kind of new in the market and like they're kind of new in the market. But I like the idea of like, just like, okay, if they want to go for it, go for it. Those were everything that worked for me. They're not me. Like I'm implementing it. Like they don't know what I've been through to get to the point where I'm at. So if anyone's doing that, I'm like, for those who are listening, if you hear other people or you know other people who are trying to just like undermine your business, just let them. You continue to be you. You continue <laughs> to grow and you do yes. the best that you can do. So I wouldn't worry about it. So thanks. For, thanks for that, Craig. That's great. Um, so you do do a lot of things. So you do help people with their, uh, you know, the finances and their businesses and you're also helping other financial coaches like to improve their finance. So financial coaching situation. So that, that's awesome. We don't market the financial coaching coaching once in a while. If a coach reaches out, I'll take them on if I feel like it'd be a good fit. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just, I have one or two clients here and there that I'll take on who are trying to launch their coaching business. And yeah, that's an awesome thing about starting a business, you know, you other little things will just pop up here and there and you just if you continue continually providing value for others and you someone wants to pay you some money to help them out and it's going to help you build your business and you're going to enjoy doing it then you know why not mm-hmm. let's just say someone goes through your website and they they want to learn more about you what's the process on getting new clients yeah so typically somebody lands on our website um they will what our goal is to drive them to scheduling a consultation, a free consultation. So that's Mm -hmm. really that what we're driving people to is get on a call with us so we can learn about your business to see if it's a good fit. Mm -hmm. Now, usually on that call, um, we're doing two things. We're, we're giving them the opportunity to interview us to see Mm -hmm. if we're a good fit for them. We're interviewing them to see if they're a good fit for us. We're Mm -hmm. looking for some, some key points because we don't want to work with people who we don't think this would work for or who we don't think will get results. Um, so once we have scheduled that, we'll talk and we'll go through their business. We'll give them some tips and tricks and strategies they can use. And then if they decide they want to work with us, we'll move on into that engagement. Um, otherwise we'll send them with some helpful tips and things they can try and do on their own and implement on their own, uh, at least so they can get some, some momentum and get a starting ground. Okay. Yeah. That brings up a next question then is, 
at what level should a business owner be at before they reach out to you for um, financial coaching? Any level. Um, I've okay. worked with people who are br- are brand new. They haven't even had their first sale. Um, and I have clients who have multi-million dollar businesses. So really uh, any size. Uh, I'm a big believer that the sooner you focus on mm. it, the better. Uh, because the more zeros we add to your revenue, the more complicated, more difficult it becomes. Uh, with business finance, there's this mentality that once I make X dollars or once I hit this revenue goal, then things will be better. All <laughs> I need to do is make more money. Problems will be solved. But that's, it unfortunately just steamrolls and yeah. it, you know, the more we make, the more we spend and the things we're spending on as you grow is going to be hiring and doing all these other mm-hmm. things that suddenly it's more cash restrictive. It's harder to undo. It's harder to mm-hmm. prioritize yourself and your paycheck when you have five employees. So I always say it, if you're making 40,000 a year or 4 million, it's better to start at 40 so that you can yeah. get organized and then your business can grow in that healthy way. Oh man. Yeah, that makes sense. Especially let's just say I start making a lot more money, but I still have these bad money habits. Then it's like the business is going to be a mess in like a year from now. I'm trying to figure out how to pay uh, my contract workers, how to provide how much money to take out of my income, put to my family's checking account, how much to put away for taxes, how much to put towards like other things. So that's kind of where I'm at now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's a, do it early, do it before you, you grow, um, get clear on it and, and you'll, you'll be glad you did and prioritize your own yeah. paycheck because, um, it's important. But then if someone doesn't have any income and they're just starting off, how are they going to afford your services? Or do you just kind of give them some advice and be like, okay, well, once you're making this amount, then you can hire us or how, do, how does that work? Yeah, it's, it's really up to them. Um, I, you Mm -hmm. know, when I hired my first coach, I couldn't afford him. Uh, We had to use some of our Mm -hmm. personal savings to do so. Uh, And, but at the time I'm going, you know, this is something I really, really Mm want to do. This is important to me. Um, I'm a firm believer that if there's something you want, you'll, you can find a way to do it. Um, And it's okay if, if somebody doesn't want to, you know, we'll have those conversations and somebody will say, you know, we just, we want to hire you, but we can't. And so it's the the question comes down to, is it can't or won't? Mm -hmm. And it's okay if you don't want to, it's okay if it's not worth it to you to, to try and find that investment money to work with a coach no hard feelings. I completely get it. You have to be careful of where you're putting money uh, and where you're pulling it from. But if it's, we feel like we can't, we don't have the money, then I would love to, I can a lot of times help them figure out here's how we can, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's picking up a couple of side jobs, you know, a couple of days a week, driving for Uber, whatever it is to come up with that money. And especially in the personal finance realm too, it's mm-hmm. if we want to find the few hundred dollars it takes to get coaching, Per month, you can usually find a way if it's really important. Yeah, I listened to a really good podcast this morning. It was just all about changing like a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset. And instead of ask or mm-hmm. instead of telling yourself, "Oh, I can't afford this," instead of just start asking yourself, "How can I afford this?" And then your subconscious is going to start working. And like when you just like throughout the day, if you keep asking like, "How can I do this? How can I afford this?" Then your brain starts thinking about little ideas, you know, how can I come up with $300 more a month? How can I make an extra thousand dollars a month instead of just like, I wish I had another thousand dollars a month. Just start asking yourself, well, how can I make this happen? Yeah, it's, it's so true. And, you know, I think of it too, when it comes to time, uh, this is a tweak I've tried to make, uh, the last year or so is, you know, when you have somebody who is supposed to do something for you and they come to you, they're like, Oh, I just didn't have time. Mm. Uh, well, 
you have, we all have the same amount of time, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, I've, when somebody, if I don't do something or I drop the ball, it's, I didn't make the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't make the time to do that. I'm sorry. Um, I didn't prioritize the time and that's okay in the sense of if even looking ahead, it's, Hey, can you do this for me? You know what? I don't think I'm going to be able to make the time to do that. Or I, I, I can't prioritize that in my calendar right now. Mm -hmm. Um, That's you saying I'm choosing not to, and that's okay. Uh, But me saying, Oh, I just, don't, I can't, I don't have time. I'm, I'm swamped. It's like, well, we can help you find the time if you really need the help or you really want to do it. Um, and so that's the same with the money. It's, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, I don't want to spend the money on it right now is different than I want to, but I just don't even know where that money's going to come from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's been like a big thing in my life too, which has been really hard to get over, especially like pricing your value and whatnot. But once you understand kind of like your value and your worth and then just money is a tool to use to build your business and to help others out, then I mean, for mm-hmm. me, that, that's been super helpful. So I, but I would love to l- learn a little more about kind of like your, fu- your fulfillment strategies or what does it look like yeah. to actually work with you and how does the six month process look like? Yeah, you got it. So when a client starts with us in the business coaching, uh, I run a report on their business. So what I do is I look at their numbers and I basically say, here's what the numbers are telling us. Uh, Here's Mm -hmm. how much you are currently putting into uh, operating expenses. Here's how much you're currently paying, setting aside for taxes. Basically, it's a financial health report. And then I'm going to give them a, a rollout plan, a roadmap to how do we get to those target healthy percentages. So how much should you be putting aside for profit, for owner's pay, for taxes, for operating expenses? And it's going to tell you over these next however many months, here's the small tweaks we're going to make to these percentages to actually help you get to those and achieve those. Um, Then in the early months, we're helping them set up the profit first system, which involves multiple bank accounts, uh, helping them guide through that, walking them through, moving the money around, uh, making sure that they're staying in a healthy place. Uh, and then usually a couple months in, we can start focusing in on the packaging, the pricing, whatever they're dealing with in the business and everybody's different. Uh, sometimes it's the employees looking at their employees, looking at their service offerings. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had people come to me who have two locations for their business. And so we look and see, is one of them more profitable than the other? Is one of them an anchor on the business? So really there's no end to what we can look at. Mm. But the thing that everybody goes through is that first initial Here's your financial health. Here's your profit first. Let's get that going so we can focus on the other stuff. Oh, gosh. What if like someone's like scared to show you their financial report and be like, oh my gosh, they're going to know that. But I mean, you have to know that. It's like kind of going to a doctor. You need to go to the doctor to figure out like what's mm-hmm. what's making you sick. You know, what's what's the, the problem? It's just like the same thing with your financial health. Like even though you don't want to show anyone, you have to in order to like come to reality. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're right. It's, it's a very vulnerable, vulnerable thing. Mm-hmm. Like it, it really is. Um, and so that's not unusual. You know, I'll, I'll have people tell me that exactly. They're going, okay, I'm, I don't want to show you this, but I will, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, very often don't judge me when you see this. Yeah. And so that's really, we are, um, when I hired Alicia, when I hire anybody, I'm looking for people who are, who have a lot of empathy mm-hmm. because I think it, that's what is really necessary in money. I think that's what a lot of Things are where there's a lot of lack in that in the financial industry with, you know, your accountants and CPAs and advisors who usually are very money focused They're numbers people. So typically empathy is pretty low Mm -hmm. on their, their radar. Um, But we approach it with empathy and just knowing that 
the numbers are the numbers. And the reason the numbers are the way they are is because we, you just don't have a system yet. And that's okay. Like mm-hmm. what I would, what, when it is a problem is when you have a system and you're not following it mm-hmm. or it's, that's where it's going awry. But right now you're coming to us saying, Greg, we, I need help. Like, I don't have a system. Can you please help us? And I don't care what's been happening in the back. Uh, you know, there's a saying that a car has a windshield that's this big and a rear view mirror is a lot smaller for a reason. It's okay to glance back, but mm. we want to look forward mm. and I'm not going to sit here and focus on what's in your rear view mirror. I want to help you look out that windshield and, and solve problems for the future. Mm. Okay. No. Yeah. That sounds good. That gives me like some more hope instead of like you diving into all of my expenses <laughs> and like questioning like, well, why did you buy this back in May? Why did you do this back in April? Instead, it's like, okay, this <laughs> is the is current, this? <laughs> <laughs> this is the current situation. Let's look at where we're at now and like, mm-hmm. let's move forward. I mean, that kind of gives me a little more hope and a little less like being like fearful of like, you know, hiring someone like you or having it someone else like look at my finances, like who, you know, trying to move forward. Right. Instead of, I guess that's another thing. Like, uh-huh. I mean, a lot of the stuff you're going to be working with is I'm sure is also kind of psychological or like emotional, like and uh-huh. helping them out. It's like, so you made a couple of mistakes, you made some bad purchases, some bad expenses, but that's okay. Cause now we're going to just learn from what we've, done and move forward and hopefully just correct those mistakes moving forward. I mean, that's the whole thing about being a business owner, you know, learning from your mistakes. And that's my favorite, my favorite kind of people are those people. It's like the dental hygienist who loves a a dirty mouth. You know, it's like the, the results are going to be that much better. Um, and I look at it as opportunity. If we're looking at your, your books or your numbers and it's like, instead of, you know, Nick, why did you spend money on this? It's, Hey, I got great news. You know, you've been spending this much on meals and entertainment. And that's a lot of money that we could free up in your business to allocate somewhere else. Or mm-hmm. you've been overspending on this. Let's there's, there's cheaper ways to do that. Or there's a better way to do that. Let's, let's find that so we can free up yeah. some cash. Oh, so you would do that too. Maybe like go through like someone's software stack and be like, wow, you are spending $500 on 13 softwares. Like let's try to like figure out which one's the best one to use. Yeah, I will help guide them through that. Now, since it's very industry specific, I, I won't necessarily say here's your alternatives, yes, yes, but yes. Um, going through the process of, is there a better way to do this? Is there a cheaper option? Um, is this a necessary expense? There's things we'll go through of like, let's exercises of, we need to cut some things. Let's see if we can trim some things. Let's mm-hmm. Maybe your homework this this month is to call some of your providers to see if they have cheaper options or cheaper packages that you could do or, or look into competitors for things that mm-hmm. maybe we don't pay attention to like a phone bill. Uh, you just pay it every month and don't ever think twice. But if every six months you stop and look to see, is there a better rate uh, that can help? Okay, Craig. So we are coming to the end of this wonderful podcast. I have learned so much about you and your business. What's something that someone is just starting off in their business or has been in it for a couple of years that they could do now to better improve their financial health? Yeah. One thing that any business, no matter what size you are, if you're brand new, haven't made your first dollar yet, or you're well into your business is go open one extra business checking account and nickname it profit. And then every time you make money in the business, put just 1%, 1% of whatever that money is into that account and set it aside purposefully. That is how you can make sure you are profitable. That's the idea behind Profit First is we set it aside before we do anything else. Money goes over into that account. 
It's not just money at the bottom of a spreadsheet anymore. Now it's physically cashed in an account that is earmarked just for profit. Mm -hmm. It's the business's profit. And then you run the business on the rest. Mm. Okay. Wow. That's great. And I will also, I'm going to add the Profit First book in the show notes. So if anyone wants to know about what, you know, Craig's philosophy behind this Profit First method, I would you recommend people read that before they reach out to you or no, just reach, they can just reach out to you or what what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. So I think people can, I would say just jump in and get some help. So I would say reach out to us first. Mm -hmm. You can get the book, but to me, the more barriers you put in between you oh, and, yeah. and action yeah. um, is going to prolong any kind of momentum. And so you can always read the book while you're meeting with us. Uh, we have resources like webinars and different things that we can get you that will expedite, at least give you a broad picture of, does this system resonate with me? Is this something I really want to jump into? Um, we also have a free quiz on our website. It's just at quiz.craigdacy.com. That's going to not only give you your business's percentages. You just answer a handful of questions and it's going to tell you, okay, here's how much you should be spending in operating expenses, how much you should be taking home, et cetera. Uh, but it'll also take, give you some video tutorials mm. on the profit first system and how to go through that. And so um, you just answer a few questions. It'll email you a custom report. Okay. Awesome. And the best way to, f to go all to this and find all your resources is craigdacy.com. At craigdacy.com. You can find the quiz there. You can find our schedule. Um, if you want to find the quiz directly, just put quiz.craigdacy.com. Okay, great. I will put all those links in the show notes as well. So Craig, what does the future of Craig Dacy financial coaching services look like? Yeah, absolutely. Our, our goal is really to just serve more and more people. Um, you know, I, I view that we have a few pillars that we're focused on, which is personal finances uh, and business finances. And so we're just wanting to expand and not only provide more one-on-one -on -one coaching in the coming years, uh, but probably also offer more group coaching. We do some now mm -hmm. more online self-paced courses, things that people can take on their own, um, potentially offering more in-house services like bookkeeping in in-house so that business owners can not only get coaching through us, but also get those accounting needs fulfilled through us as well. But that's what we envision. We want to be, we want to be the go-to stop for business owners and people in changing their money habits. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Craig, for joining me today. And if you want, want people to connect with you, it's just going to craigdacy.com the best, or are you on any social media that you prefer people to connect with you? Yeah. Craigdacy.com is the best. Um, I'm also on YouTube, just YouTube slash Craig Dacey. Uh, and you can find us. we got a ton of tutorials and videos there as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Craig, for joining me today. Yeah, it was a blast, Nick. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Inside the Offer. If you missed any links or notes, don't worry. You can go to insidetheoffer.com forward slash three to see the show notes. I also want to invite you to rate and review this podcast so we can continue to build and grow our community. For our next episode, I will be interviewing Taylor Hersom from Eden Data. He runs a virtual cybersecurity business that helps startups with their security, compliance, and privacy. We discuss how he went from a solo freelancer to a thriving business owner with full-time employees. And make sure to subscribe so you do not miss out on any episodes of Inside the Offer.
Hey everyone, Nick Chamberlain here, and I just wanted to let you know that we are coming out with new episodes very soon. So stay tuned, and you're going to love what we have to offer inside the offer.